Read and hear more about important news and policy issues at ncpolicywatch.com. This is News and Views. Welcome back to News and Views. I'm Rob Schofield. The North Carolina Senate recently took action to advance legislation that would bring legalized sports betting to our state. And while the bill has yet to move in the state house, many experts and consumer advocates are deeply worried that the state could be on the verge of a big and dangerous sea change. One of those advocates is Les Bernal, the veteran executive director of the national advocacy group Stop Predatory Gambling. As Bernal told me in a recent conversation, while most of the opposition to expanded corporate gambling has come from the religious right, this should also be a fight for progressives who care about tax fairness, racial justice, consumer protection, and preventing the exploitation of children. Les Bernal, welcome to News and Views. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Our topic today is this development here in North Carolina, which is a pretty extraordinary development. We've never had anything quite like this. Our state Senate has recently advanced a bill to introduce legalized sports betting in our state and uh, matters now sitting over in the House of Representatives. Can you tell us sort of what your understanding of this bill is and maybe why you have some concerns? Sure. Well, this bill would open up the state to online gambling and online sports gambling, which is essentially opening up a casino onto every smartphone in your state, every device that has an internet connection in any location is going to become a casino. And it has huge implications for your state, but for all your listeners, like this is going to impact your life and your family's life, whether you gamble or not. So so that's why there's, there's huge stakes in this and it's, they're operating, you know, in a time of COVID, you know, during the summertime when people may not be paying attention as closely to what's happening in their legislature. So it's time now to really put a spotlight on this uh, incredibly special interest legislation and, and put a stop to it. So how's this going to work? They talk about we're going to have like facilities or something that people are going to go to, that they're going to do this betting. But as you say, as a practical matter, you just, you'll just you just do it on your smartphone. Yeah, where commercialized gambling interests want to go is not into brick and mortar locations. They want to open it up right into your bedroom, into your office, every dorm room in your state. That's the future of commercialized gambling. And Rob, if I could just take 30 seconds and explain to your listeners, like, you know, why commercialized gambling, whether it's commercialized sports gambling, whether it's your state lottery, or if it's like the, you know, your local casino there, the, the Harris Casino in Western Carolina, like why this business is different than any other business in your state, including other vices like alcohol and tobacco. Commercialized gambling, is, it's a form of consumer financial fraud. You know, it's similar to price gouging, and false advertising, both of which are illegal in your state. And this form of financial fraud that appears in the form of commercialized gambling, it causes life-changing financial losses for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of citizens in the state of North Carolina. So it's a big con. If you go out and order yourself a beer, you have a glass of wine, you know, that's what you receive in return. You know, you, you buy a ticket to a Charlotte Hornets basketball game or whatever, you're getting something in return for that. With commercialized gambling, it's a financial exchange. That's all it is. It's a financial exchange. And it's a financial exchange that is literally rigged against the participant. It's mathematically stacked against you the more you participate in it. So that's why when you do it for profit, it becomes predatory because they encourage you to continue to participate in this business. And people keep losing more and more money over and over and over again. That's what's at stake of this. It's a form of financial fraud that is totally ignored largely by the political right and the political left in the state of North Carolina, because state government is making money from this. You're essentially shifting the tax burden onto you know, low-income folks 
and everyone else is kind of shielding their eyes from this incredible injustice that's occurring. And it's time that the people in North Carolina, regardless of your political stripes, start paying attention. Like this is, this is a major contributor to wealth inequality. Uh, and it's a form of systemic racism in the state that has, has been unaddressed for a long time. And time has come to start dealing with it. Now, of course, some of the supporters would say, "Is you know, hell, it's here to stay. It's already here. People are already betting online. How will this make it different than the kind of gambling that's already going on by in a lot of electronic media? Just to be clear, like, it's already legal for you and I to place a bet in North Carolina. If we want to place a friendly wager on a Carolina Panthers football game together, right. there's no prohibition on that. You know, you and I doing it together one-on-one. If you have a March Madness bracket, there's nothing illegal to that. That's For most people, that's what people consider as sports gambling. That's already legal. What's illegal in the state of North Carolina is to run commercialized sports gambling and to offer online gambling into your home as a business. It's doing it for profit. As I just said earlier, like when you run the commercialized gambling as a business, the only people that profit from it are the people that run the games. And that's why there's a huge, powerful special interest in your state that are lobbying for this. There's no grassroots movement for this. It's being driven by a very powerful financial interest. There's not an association of bookies that are behind this or some right. local very, neighborhood billionaire guys. Billionaire casino operators, you know, a lot of political insiders are the ones that stand to benefit from this. Everyday people in North Carolina don't benefit from this. And I think it's important for your listeners to understand this and real numbers on this. The people of North Carolina are already losing one and a half billion dollars a year, one and a half billion dollars a year of personal wealth to state sanctioned gambling. If you just tally up the state lottery, along with Harris Casino in Western Carolina. Okay. So that boils down to like $2,000 every minute that people are losing. And it works out to almost $3 million a day of personal wealth that the people of the state are already losing. And if you tally that over the next five years without adding any new forms of commercialized gambling in your state, people of North Carolina are on track to lose more than $8 billion of personal wealth already without adding any new forms. You know, so everyone's focused on, you know, what can we do to expand the middle class and provide more opportunity and pull people out of poverty? Like, this is the public voice of government to most citizens in the state of North Carolina. Like, it's a form of financial fraud that we have totally ignored. And, you know, this North Carolina is where the movement to stop predatory lending really began. Right. And as important as that issue is, like, that pales in comparison to the amount of personal wealth that people lose to state lotteries and regional casinos. It's like night and day. And so it's time that commercialized gambling sponsored by your state government, you know, exempt from truth and advertising laws that exists only as a form of financial fraud. It's time that it gets the same level of scrutiny that every other public policy has in your state. You know, this is true everywhere, but especially in North Carolina, like the political left in our country has really ignored this for a long time. You have much of the establishment political left has benefited from commercialized gambling with its political contributions or it's allowed them to fund programs without having to deal with the issue of taxes and so on. But this is really putting a, a t- putting a tax on low-income folks. We call this the impoverishment tax. We're all fixated on taxing billionaires, you know, which certainly has a lot of merit. We need to look at those questions. But no one stands up and says, well, let's deal with the impoverishment tax, whereas the people of North Carolina are losing a billion and a half dollars a year to this incredible tax, to this incredibly unjust taxation. And since you brought in your lottery, the people of North Carolina have lost more than $10 billion of personal wealth to the state lottery. Like it's breathtaking the losses that have occurred 
and they've totally been ignored. And it's time for the left, good progressives to stand up and challenge this. And our time is limited, but I want to ask you about another important point, another important concern I know you have, which is the issue of kids and the fact that this is going to be an entry point, a much easier entry point for children into gambling. And indeed, I gather that there will be events that will that could even involve college athletes that will be promoting gambling. Right now, over the last six months, in the states that have legalized, commercialized online gambling and sports gambling, there's been more than 10 billion ad impressions in those regional markets. So the media companies, they love this. When you have online gambling and, and commercialized sports betting, it goes hand in hand with a relentless advertising campaign that all of the kids in North Carolina are going to be exposed to. So they get totally normalized. You know, they start thinking commercialized gambling is perfectly okay, as if it's as if it's like the paint on the wall. Like it's okay to participate in it. They're not educated on the dangers of, of how you can one, it's highly addictive, but it also it causes incredible poverty for for countless people. So kids are going to be totally impacted by this in a way that the people pushing this in your state have deliberately understated. You know, and as we speak, the United Kingdom, which has gone down this road, we don't need to speculate what it's going to look like in North Carolina. Uh, United Kingdom is having a huge backlash now to these same types of gambling that are being proposed in North Carolina. And you have members of parliament literally standing up, and this is their exact quote, we have to end the epidemic of child gambling in the United Kingdom, and you will unleash an epidemic of child gambling in North Carolina if you bring this in. You can't protect kids from the relentless advertising. We're coming to the end of our time with Les Bernal of StopPredatoryGambling.org. But Les, what's the vision for this? Obviously, I suppose we're not going to put Las Vegas back in the barn. I mean, that's probably going to stick around. But do you have a vision for a direction we ought to go as a state, as a nation in getting a handle and perhaps a better control over corporate gambling in our, in our nation? I think we do need to roll back. You put Las Vegas on Main Street now across the, the country. And, and what it's done, which we haven't touched on, which we'll have a chance to do in, in the near future, is what you've done in North Carolina and other states. You've reconfigured your North Carolina state tax code to benefit whites at the expense of black and brown folks, because you're, you're shifting the tax burden onto low-income folks, which are disproportionately you know, low income folk, you know, black and brown folks in the state. Like it's an incredible form of institutional racism in North Carolina and elsewhere. So if you're serious about addressing, you know, systemic racism in our country, like commercialized gambling is, is, is front and center in that debate. It's, it's costing, you know, millions of minorities, billions of dollars of, of personal wealth in, in North Carolina alone, a billion and a half dollars a year. So People can already gamble. This isn't about when not people can gamble. This is about when that state government should partner with powerful corporate interests to rip off and, and perpetuate financial fraud onto citizens. So absolutely, it can be rolled back. I mean, if it's, it's, you only had a lottery since 2006. It's been an epic failure in your state and caused massive wealth inequality in, this, in the state. And it's time that it, it gets rolled back. Les Bernal is the executive director of Stop Predatory Gambling. He's one of the most articulate and eloquent spokespersons in the country uh, in combating predatory gambling. We thank you for your service. Please keep up the good work. I know you'll be, as we record this, we'll be planning for a crucial conversation that you'll be addressing a lot of folks directly on this topic at ncpolicywatch.com. Folks can check that out at our website and also at stoppredatorygambling.org, right? Yes, sir. Thank you, Rob. Well, that's it for this week's edition of News and Views. Remember, you can check us out online and subscribe for free to some of our state's best news coverage and political commentary at ncpolicywatch.com. For producer Clayton Henkel, this is Rob Schofield. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to News and Views. 
A weekly look at state and policy issues is a production of North Carolina Policy Watch. Visit them online at ncpolicywatch.com.